0: Welcome to Juice in the Morning, episode 62. Welcome back to one of my favorite people to talk to, one of my favorite people to go see movies with, watch TV with, talk about it over the phone with, uh, and frankly, one of my best friends. Thanks for coming back to the show, Mom.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This is Robin. Um, She gave birth to me 30 years ago and a day right now. Mm -hmm. So um, the first thing I wanted to kind of Uh, talk to you about well first of all thanks for making the margaritas thanks for bringing the fish for the for the fish tacos um that was awesome you grilled those for me because i was doing a podcast with my friend cam and i almost pulled this thing right off the table (laughs) but um you were you were helping me cook the uh birthday dinner so i want to appreciate that and tell you thank you for doing that
1: you're welcome it was my pleasure
0: so what kind of fish was it Tilapia. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't wanted to ask. get
1: something different. I wanted to get like halibut or something like that, but they just had tilapia at Marsh, so I grabbed that.
0: I actually think tilapia is pretty good. It's one of my, I think it's one of my favorites um, in the in the fish world. I feel like it doesn't taste as fishy as some of the stuff that I remember eating as a kid, but I think right. that's, I think that was because of the, the lemon, the lemon juice.
1: Well, and I, I associate didn't really that. buy any classy fish <laughs> when you were a little kid. <laughs> well, <laughs> So there are a lot of fish sticks happening, so <laughs> which is mostly breading and possibly some kind of fish conglomerate. So like, in there so like somewhere. garbage fish. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's
0: what they get done with, like with a fishy scraping, fish. scraping the barrel. <laughs> um, but so the very the very first thing that we were wanting to talk about or get into, because I had sent you a text and asking you kind of like, what are the topics that you kind of wanted to cover, because I always am way more uh, interested and more, I think, involved in a in a podcast when the person I'm talking to kind of comes with their own subjects. So one of the things that you had mentioned was, you know, being a, being a mom early. So how did you feel about, um, at the time, how was it? Because nowadays when you are, they're kind of glorifying the teen mom thing with the TV shows, the reality TV shows and things like that. And it's kind of, I think, perpetuating that, 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 um, it's kind of getting it out there that it's, it's a, it's a glorified thing and that everybody can do it and everybody is just, you know, really good at being able to raise a kid no matter how old they are. Mm -hmm. So, what was the, what was the mindset of people around you back then as opposed to now? And I'm not trying to get too deep. If it's too, too serious of a subject, we don't have to talk about it. But, how how was it received by the people in that in that time frame because i know that was you know 30 years ago it's it was my birthday mm-hmm. yesterday so mm-hmm. how was it back then compared to now
1: well back then um there was still a certain there were a, there was a certain amount of people that kind of thought that you should still disappear yeah. <laughs> when it happened and either give the baby up for adoption um, you know, when you're a teenager, you think, I mean, I can really remember sitting and telling your grandpa that I had it all under control. Yeah, <laughs> I had a job and I was gonna be fine. And I think I was getting like 525 an hour mm-hmm. um, at the job where I worked at the time. Where and, were you working? Um, I worked actually um, for an attorney in town. I did half days uh, my senior year of high school. And um, then um, ended up going from there to working at an ice cream store yeah. in town. Same family, um, and they, you know, they were really awesome. But I think that uh, having a teenage senior in high school starting to show, pregnant, working at your front desk <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the best. That. Uh, that they had. They, so, but what's, what's
0: interesting about that though is, is, you know, nowadays I don't think people would be as adamant to not have them at their front desk. They, I don't think they would be.
1: You know, I think you see, and I think it always happened I, that, um, families stepped in and helped, um, and my family certainly, you know, certainly helped me, um, You know, they gave me a period of time and I had to go to work right away. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, my expectation, things got really, real, really fast. And it was never my expectation that um, anybody was going to take care of me. But the reality of taking care of myself um, was pretty shocking because, you know, I tried to go straight from, high school into college Mm -hmm. and, you know, was trying to just keep everything going. And I got some help from your grandpa and and from your Aunt Laura and um, Uncle Kevin. And the thing is, is people, people try to help you, but it's just, it's a matter of getting yourself established. You're not making the best decisions. You're still pretty selfish at that age. So you're trying to make something work because you know i was crazy about you and i wanted to do everything the right way i wanted you to have everything you know that you should have and but you realize that you you can't and you just physically can't do those things and um you know the idea of i knew a lot of things they taught us a lot of things in school as far as you know about health insurance and and balancing a checkbook. Which is
0: which is also, what. not to interrupt you, but I don't think that they do that as much as they did maybe for your age because I don't remember really learning about that kind of stuff.
1: Well, a lot of it came from home too. Yeah. You know, Grandpa was good about um, teaching it, but I did not learn enough. I mean, yeah. I don't think you can teach your kids enough about f- money and, and how to handle it and how much things cost. And it's an, it's a weird balance because you don't really want to tell your kids What your house payment is, or what you're (laughs) making, because they're so smart these days, they'll start telling you, "Well, you know, if you did it this way, you could probably get me more of what I'd like to
0: (laughs) start breaking down your Roth IRA. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Let's uh... look at that budget because (laughs) I really think we could get a lot more in the entertainment column.
0: Yeah, we need a little bit more, like five (laughs) percent towards this one. Um, So
1: it's a it's a tough balance because you do want them to understand that. You know, things aren't disposable. They're not, everything's not replaceable. You can't just, you know, break things and and go get something and replace it. And, you know, it was different with you. I mean, <laughs> I lived in an efficiency apartment in the top of, of a house. Um, I rented that. I mean, I lived several different places. We moved around quite a bit just trying to, to maintain. And, you know, I... I would go there was a special on Monday night at the Chinese restaurant, and I would go get dinner and you and I ate that for three days. You know, today, <laughs> I still
0: really I... <laughs> really thoroughly enjoy the Chinese food
1: you know today I could sit down and and you know mow through an entire serving all in at once but <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yesterday that that's what we did. Jen and I went to the I told her I was like, I want to go to the buffet, but i i because we usually order Chinese food, but I was like, I want to go like to the buffet, like what we used to do in Fort Wayne, where we would we would go to the buffet, like pile all the stuff into your to-go <laughs> container, and then put it on the scale, and I was like, because I don't really want to eat there, and I'm tired, I, I worked a long day, but I do want to go get and pick everything out that I want, because whenever you order stuff, I feel like I get mad, because... I don't get necessarily as much as I want of each thing. Like crab rangoon, I gotta have like thirteen of those. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> not, not the order, not the order of four or eight that they give you in the in the package. So the the another deeper question that I wanted to get into was: um, Did I stop you from doing anything that you planned on doing? Like by by having me, did that stop you from achieving like a dream or a goal that you were going for at that time? And I know that we've talked in like. You feel very like I'm a great thing in your life and things like that. But was there something that maybe that you got stopped from doing that you wanted to do?
1: You know, honestly, I think that having you, I think I was just kind of a lump of clay. I don't remember in high school. I mean, I know I I, I love the horses. Mm -hmm. I, um, I, I didn't really think about... You know, I didn't really have a plan. You know, I had this overall kind of idea that I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was younger, Um, but no real clear-cut plan. So I think in a lot of ways, having you kind of helped me with a sense of direction. I mean, (laughs) Nothing gives you a sense of direction,
0: <laughs> like like being put like, on a a forest path of direction, kind of like that.
1: But um, you know,
0: I've been there. Don't worry, in, in a different capacity, but I've been
1: there. <laughs> um, but it, you know, I, I guess I mean, yeah, there were things that I would have liked to have done, but I don't really remember anybody talking to me about. Um, you know, going to college or things that I would would experience in school or, you know, I didn't really think about that kind of stuff. So when a lot of my friends left for school and they were participating in um, sororities and going to school dances and that kind of thing and, and continuing to go on spring break, that wasn't anything that was really... You know, most of my siblings were older, um, you know, my closest did not do a traditional four-year school program, so I didn't see that mm-hmm. as really something <clears throat> to look forward to or, to or to plan for. So, you know, there was that and I kind of, you know, kind of drifted around and, and I did go on a spring break with one of my friends who was yeah. in college and that was really uncomfortable because you know, you're you're with a bunch of people who are just living a completely different lifestyle because I actually had my first job working at the hand center um, yep. you know before fall after graduating. You know, so I had probably within three, four weeks of having you I had that job. That's Maybe impressive. Maybe a little bit more because you were in the hospital for almost a month and um but it was not too long after that and i i moved down and was living with your aunt and uncle and working at the hand center um and you know it was different because i was working with a lot of people who were in their 30s and 40s and um so i was so do really Do you think it
0: like helped you maybe grow up faster or do you think you still had the the young at heart? Mine.
1: Well, I always was young at heart and (laughs) everybody in the family was really good. Like once I got to be, um, when I, around the time I was 21, um, I felt like they kind of gave me a period of time Mm -hmm. where they helped watch you and kind of let me stretch my legs a little bit and do some things. And, um, then I kind of felt like after about, and it may have been longer but mm-hmm. after about six <laughs> months to a year I kind of felt like it was done you know everybody was like okay you know that's good you've you've had your your time and now it's time to to get down to business so, so, people right.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt <laughs> you but I'm just thinking of everybody <laughs> in our family and I feel like did they ever have that specific conversation nope. with
1: you? Okay. Nope. Nobody <laughs> answered their phone anymore, and suddenly, you know. And two, like I, and was, I love.
0: <laughs> hey, I love all of you guys, but I just feel like that we we do we do passive aggressiveness a little too much, and I think.
1: Well, I think it's more like you've said it before, and it's not even just our family, but you know, like the herd behavior thing. I mean, yeah. people just kind of expect you to either join up mm-hmm. or you know they're not going to accept. Your behavior. Yeah. And um, so I kind of felt like people stopped answering their phone. And, you know, honestly, I recognized that after a while, you know, I was never calling to just say, you know, hey, how you doing? Yeah. You know, it was always, hey, what are you what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> no reason. No reason. So you don't have any plans?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I remember as like, a, I mean, this may not be the same time frame, but I just remember really – having a good time with, like, the cousins in the family. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, I was, like, always excited to go places. That you was...
1: always wanted to go places, <laughs> period. I just,
0: I just loved it. And I still, <laughs> I mean, I think that that's a, I think that's still something that just was hardwired into me. Like, I just. Well,
1: and that was hard for me as a mom because I struggled with, you know, I was always afraid for a long time. I was afraid that you were going to, you know, like being at Aunt Jean's more and you weren't going to want to come home or, but we reached a certain point in time. I mean, you and I were tight mm-hmm. and so, we always
0: have been, we had a little bit of a rough time in high school, but I think wow. that was just, I think that was just me trying to get away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But once again, it's just because I'm, I want to go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, as much of a social person as I am and like to be around groups of people, I also like to be on my own a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. That's why I, I think Jen and I have a really good relationship, and I think the working um, different shifts actually is a good thing because I do get my times where I'm just, like, on my own. <clears throat> I might be doing chores or something that she asked me to do, but I'm by myself. I'm listening to my podcast or I'm listening to music or I'm playing video games or doing something reading that I, I chose to do that. I'm not being really distracted by anything else. And I, I like to live, I live in my own head a lot about a lot of stuff. And I think that it's a good thing that, um, to have those times, but then it's also great that we spend so much time together because then I get myself out of that like space where I'm just like all always thinking like, I think really deeply about a lot of stuff that's like, it's almost a weird thing sometimes (laughs) because I'll sit there and I'll like catch myself like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Like, (laughs) why why are you, why are you, you know, 30 minutes into this thought on, for example, I was like thinking the other day, I was driving home and this person cut me off and they had a lot of bumper stickers on their car. And once again, this is, I'm going to say it's the juice deep thought of the week. Um, I saw their bumper stickers, they cut me off. And then I just started thinking like, so, I'm going to start, I think that it's a bumper stick. Like how many bumper stickers are on your car directly relates to how good of a driver you are. So if you, have, if you have a lot of bumper stickers, it's usually a shitty car that's been dented on the sides. Maybe a broken taillight, broken headlight. And I think that it's because they're the kind of people that if they're going to slap some bumper stickers on their car, they're not going to pay attention to anything around them. They're so, like, just like, oh, I'm just going to like, And they're just driving and not paying attention to anything. And well, I think what-
1: it's in direct correlation to how much pot they've been smoking exactly that's a great sticker i need that on my car exactly
0: so and then i need
1: to look at some cat videos while i'm driving
0: (laughs) exactly or or they they need to like you know put they need to get their roach clip and like clipping onto something because they just got done smoking their their roach Um, but then i also started going in the opposite direction this is where i'm saying i think about stuff too much and then i'm like NASCAR drivers, lots of stickers on their car. They're probably pretty good drivers. So it's, it's like, <laughs> I'm thinking of it in like mathematical terms as like, this I'm is this. I'm a very good driver. This is like this, <laughs> this like little, this, uh, what is it, bell curve? Because lots of stickers, bad driver. And then down the bottom here, like a million stickers, NASCAR driver, pretty good driver. So once again, though, I get myself <laughs> caught into those moments where I like, sit back and I think I've been thinking about this for about 20 minutes and just, I need to get into something else
1: because (coughs) that's terrible.
0: So the next thing that I wanted to get into,
1: I might be struggling with my tequila. (laughs) It's
0: okay. Uh, Okay. What we're, we're, we're going to transition into. So ultimately I was the best thing that ever happened to you, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The first best thing,
0: um, no, I just I just wanted a better transition, so I think that's good. Um, but some listeners have uh, shared some of their voicemails with us, so I'm going to start off with uh, Joe Leatherman. You can Meet me. you can come back. <coughs> I think it's picking up on this one. Don't. Worry. <laughs> this <is super. laughs> um, yeah, so some some listeners have shared uh, some voicemails with us. So this is uh, the Juice in the Morning voicemails. I apologize. I just thought about this. The Facebook Live people aren't going to be able to hear it. So we'll just kind of like. Oh, they can't? No, because what they're hearing is, is the audio us. from the from the <laughs> iPad. So they're not actually hearing this audio. So we're going to go ahead and play it, and then um, we'll answer it. And I'll I'll kind of give you guys a rundown of
2: what it was. So
1: I'll do it. I'll sign it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wish I knew how to do that. What is up, Juice? This is Joe Leatherman, long-time listener, first-time caller. For my deep thought, I wanted to talk about holding on to things and where is the line before it's unhealthy. And what I mean by this is a lot of my close friends know that I keep just about everything. In fact, I moved recently, and my friends got to see all the obscure arbitrary and just plain weird items and mementos that i keep from all kinds of writings ticket stubs wristbands to traffic cones public no swimming signs and the infamous metal pole and rope that cordoned off an entire parking lot entrance downtown i keep these things from all eras of my life because each item has a memory or a story attached to it as a writer this is very important to me I I want to remember those times and tell those stories. So where is the line? What's socially acceptable? And what's just being a pack rat? And if people understood why I do it, would that move the line? Or maybe some things because of their nature and memory I should let go of? Thanks so much, Juice. Much love, brother.
0: So that was uh, Joseph Leatherman. Thank you for sharing your voicemail with us, buddy. Um, You were talking about holding on to mementos, things that have um, meaningful or meaningfulness to you. Um, Something like such as um, a traffic cone that would have a have a story behind it. And you you hold on to that stuff and you hold it really close to yourself. So I want to kind of hear what you think about that, um, mom.
1: Well, okay, so some of it sounds illegal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's okay, though. I mean, we all have some that's of that That's okay. Set. We're going to just let that go? Yeah, I'm going
0: I'm to okay. be okay with that. All
1: right. Pass um, the statute of limitations.
3: Okay. I say that a lot on here.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I think that ask, even asking the question makes you feel like maybe a person thinks that it maybe they might have a little too much Mm -hmm. of something in my mind um and for me i find that um clutter grows in my life when i'm feeling a little stuck and it's like the more clutter and it's like a vicious cycle the more clutter i have the more stuck i feel Mm -hmm. and the more stuck i feel the harder it is for me to get rid of things um and I don't really think about the sentimental value of things until I start going through them to think about getting rid of things. And then that's when you you have that time where you go to clean your house or something and you find yourself in a bigger mess than you were to start with because you start going through things. And it's like, oh, I can't get rid of this because I remember yep. this from, you know, when the kids were little. Yeah. But um you know, I don't know. So, it's what do you determine? What do you that determine, that do you determine as
0: something that you would keep? Something that you would have to? keep? I
1: still have the helium balloon that says "It's a boy" from when you were born, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> so.
0: So, why do you keep that?
3: Instead <laughs> of just tossing a, that, because
1: it's just a it's a memory. Yeah. I try to to put things into containers and boxes and whatever. Um, I do recognize that. Um, and it's something actually I was wanting to kind of bring some of that to you and wish I would have gotten it together this evening and brought it over. That's
0: okay, we've got time.
1: <clears throat> we do <laughs> but um you know it's something that you want to do. you know Grandpa has brought some things back to me that um, it's cool to see old report cards and
0: would it would it be going too far to say to give <clears throat> for my from my perspective to Joe is um, a Advice, and this may not even be advice. This is just what I think. If it's something that like really truly means a lot to you and it's a positive thing, I would say maybe go ahead and keep it. If it's something that you're holding on to that is associated with something negative, such as like maybe it's uh, you created that memory with somebody that you aren't around anymore or you don't associate it with anymore or they chose to go on with their life or something like that. I would definitely think about just getting rid of that. I would toss that because if, if if it holds memory for you, but it's connected to something negative, then you're just holding yourself down.
1: Well, and, and memories aren't in things. And if you have so many things, you don't even see them to experience those memories that long. Yeah. So if you can call it up in your head then it's always going to be with you. I think sometimes the fear is that if you get rid of that object, then you won't remember the mm-hmm. the experience.
0: And and I think that I agree with you on that too. And I also, um, you know, he said it was very important because he's a writer. Well, and I think that if he can write the, down those stories or use those stories as inspiration for something else, then you're kind of intrinsically keeping that memory already you're just doing that like it's stuck in there so it's not going anywhere
1: grandpa might be a good person actually an interesting person for him to talk to because of him writing his memoirs recently and i know he has just so many things that i didn't realize he had saved from from his past and from my past Mm -hmm. and you know i'm hoping i know that i'm not as good of a historian as he is, yeah. I don't have those those specific memories, and maybe people who have that that drive have that mm-hmm. in them. I am more of an experience driven yeah. person,
0: and I think that's where I I kind of get that from you as well, because you know, if you guys looked around my house, I don't have anything that's past two 2000- thousand probably eight
1: <laughs> you do a way better job of that than uh, I do I,
0: but but it's not I don't think that that's and I was even talking to you about this earlier is I don't think that that's necessarily a good thing but I also don't hold any attachment to almost anything like well, with, you never have with sentimental value <laughs> like I don't I don't look at like I have I have what's funny is, is I have a box of stuff that somehow has made it through. And I almost wonder if, like, I don't know how I held on to that, but I've like thought about just tossing that because I'm like, What's in it? It's just got pictures from high school, like, literally, like, I think my junior and senior year. And that's it. That's all the stuff that's in there. It's not like, like, most people that have like a memory box, it's like from sixth or seventh grade through college. Like, Jen has her stuff that she has that are like her mementos. From like a long period.
1: Well, rest assured, I still have your varsity jacket. And um, I have. <clears throat> that tons. I never
0: managed to get all the patches for. Yeah. Even though. Even though, <laughs> even though I, they existed. Even though I had a lot of <laughs> They're them. They're out there somewhere.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I have that. I have, t- you know, news articles from football. Mm-hmm. I have your trophies from forever. Um, and so. I think
0: what I think different, too, is, is I think that. When I have kids, I will keep that stuff like I won't keep it for me, but I'll keep it for them,
1: which is kind of what a lot of people do. And I think there's I think that the people that keep those mementos are I think it's a smaller percentage than the people who don't.
0: Okay, so, Joe, my advice is if it's if it's tied to a negative memory, get rid of it with the positive memories I say do what you will do what you want to do I think also make sure you use those things to um, inspire your writing and I think that you you have a lot of talent in that world and I think that you need to just keep chasing it he's also the one that I talked to recently on my podcast um two episodes ago I think three episodes ago and um He's wanting to start his own podcast and things like that. I'm trying to get him to move down to Indy so that he can use my equipment in the time being until he gets his own. Um, So I'm trying to get him to do that. So, you know, once again, good memory. Keep it bad memory. Burn it if you want.
1: (laughs) I say if you feel like it's weighing you down, take a picture of it and get rid of it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Catalog your memories. There you go.
0: And then (laughs) this uh, second one. I don't think we really have to spend a whole lot of time talking about but I feel like I need to uh include it. It is from one of my uh friends from college that was in the same dorm as me. It's actually kind of entertaining, I think, because uh basically she just called me old.
1: Was this the old people dorm? Hey, Justin Bobby Kelly. I just wanted to call and wish you a happy thirtieth birthday. Holy cow, you're getting old. All right, <laughs> have a good one. Bye.
0: Thanks, Michelle, for just basically telling everybody that I'm getting old. I don't think that I'm getting old. I think that I feel better now than I did when I was 25. I think I'm in better shape. I think I'm uh, doing more stuff with my life than what I was doing at the time. I think I was kind of floundering around trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, I think that uh, I met Jen around that time. So, you know, I think that 30 is way better than early 20s right now is all I'm saying. I think it's Ten times better, if not more than that. So, you know, I am getting older, but I don't think that I don't feel old. So how did you feel when you turned 30?
1: Mm, I didn't. Didn't notice, did you? No, I didn't really. (laughs) Um, And I don't really, you know, the the biggest thing I think, and we talked earlier is um, just taking care of yourself and making sure that you can do the things that you want to do. And that's something that you know, that stuff starts creeping up on you a little mm-hmm. bit and you have to work a little bit harder to have the function to do the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, no, I don't, you know, I will hear somebody's birthday and find out how old they are and I think, wow, that's how old I am. That's my <laughs> demographic. <laughs> I think there's no way that's possible. Well, but... and, I, and I'll
0: see, like, uh, marketing, you know, programs and stuff and they ask you your age range and I'm like, I just started realizing it's going to be instead of 25 to 30, it's 30 to whatever that is, 30 (laughs) to 40. So I just thought about that. But thanks, Michelle, for sharing your voicemail. Um, This next one is from Ernie Bentley. He is the, the host of the podcast Junkin' Stuff. So let's go ahead and hear from Ernie Bentley. What do you think, Mom?
1: Do you have his number? (laughs) <laughs>
3: I can get it for you okay. hey Justin it's Ernie Bentley from Junk and Stuff with Ernie Bentley and, and I heard you were talking about relationships especially in the olden days and I just uh, I, I, figured I could help you out with that a little bit but back in my day if you went on a date you you marry her, so, so you would you you would find somebody that you shot was really good looking, and you would get their telephone number. We, we didn't have the chamber, so Timber. so we we would get their number and then you call them and, and pick them up and ch- take them on a the date. We never Netflix and chill. You you know what I'm saying. Well, I, I, don't know. I hope that helps you out at all. Uh, it's good talking to Thanks for having me. Bye.
0: <laughs> so that was Ernie Bentley from Junk and Stuff. He's uh, friends. I don't know if it's necessarily friends, but he is uh, associated with the guys from Pointless Discussions. So I was on their podcast recently, so uh, Ernie decided to grace uh, this podcast with his presence. So what you were talking about um hanging up the phone so that's what that would have been a really good sound effect to have at the end of uh, ernie bentley's like
1: we don't have phone the satisfaction call. of that anymore yeah
0: we're just frantically pressing the end <laughs> button yeah. and and i think that i think it's developed to you're trying to press the end button before the other person if you're really mad. So I think that's like kind of the equivalent, but it doesn't. And you
1: can't even tell because with dropped calls anymore, it's like, oh, you know, I I didn't hang up on you.
0: (laughs) Not to be mean, Mom, I think you're the only person I get dropped calls with. Like literally, it might just be that we have longer conversations on the phone so there's more of a chance. But I don't know how it happens, but I feel like with you it does. Really? Yeah, and I feel like with other people. But I also, like I said, back to the beginning of it, I think – you and I talk on the phone when you're driving or when I'm driving, and it's a longer conversation, so there's a better opportunity for there to be a drop call. Most of the time when I call people, are like, hey, are you there? Yeah? All right, I'll be right there.
1: Right? Like, it's, yeah. Uh,
0: it's just like really quick and over really fast. So. We'll break
1: it down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so <clears throat> with Ernie Bentley, he brought up uh, timber. It's not timber. It's actually tender. Um, how do you feel about online dating. Cause I know that you also brought up a topic of dating like through like the match.com and online dating and stuff like that. So kind of give me some thoughts about that and how you feel about it. Cause I, I'll, I'll, give you my thoughts on it, even though I've never used it. Really? I'll give you my really? thoughts
1: Really? Do I it. want to hear your thoughts first? <laughs> uh,
0: no, let's hear yours. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, I haven't ever tried um, Tinder or anything like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm glad that you said that because I don't want
1: to (laughs) know. I don't want to know. I I just don't want to know. You may not want to know anything. Actually, I don't
0: want to know if you're using Tinder. Um, There's there. From what I've heard, because I obviously don't have any of those, I'm married. um, I don't use Tinder, or I've heard there's Tinder (laughs) and (laughs) I've heard there's Tinder and Bumble. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, there's there's, like Coffee Meets Bagel, um, and but those are the two
0: that are the like. I think they're not really trying to find relationships. They're just oh, I
1: don't think that's true. I are just think trying that to people, hook up. I think that people are throwing a huge net. A <laughs> <They're laughs> really the, big net. The shotgun approach just, is what yes, I've heard. They're, they're just hoping <laughs> you're
0: just shooting, shooting everywhere, <laughs> hoping something will stick.
1: That's stay. right. And because um, I mean, you'll see on their dating profile, you know, that they're looking for a serious relationship, um, casual relationship, friendship pen pal i mean and they'll check all of them any kind of any, interaction anything. Any. at all <laughs> Just, please talk to me please
0: if you want to actually send a message in a bottle i might sit by the side of the ocean and wait for Shut it to get up, to, get to me.
1: married person <laughs> that's funny i'm sorry i'm sorry no but i do i think that you know i think a lot of people are looking for different things i mean people it seems like it's that people are. There are a lot of of people looking for for someone to date, and I think people are looking for different things. Um, well,
0: and 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 not to interrupt you, but I think that almost it's almost it's good because it's giving a lot of people a lot of avenues to meet other people. But then I also think that it's the same effect that social media is having on us as as humans is like it's almost it's expanding stuff but it's also i think shrinking your world down to like a smaller level and it's and it's because you are portraying your your life and how how you're portraying like a false self and then you're keeping all of like the stuff that is like really personal and that you don't want to share with people to yourself. So it's almost keeping you in a smaller little, little box. And I, I don't think that that's you because I think that you're a very social person. I'm talking about, I'm talking about people. I'm talking about people that are using this because they have no other means of meeting people.
1: Well, and it's hard to meet people. And I would say that it's been a big process because, um, I think if, Finding someone <laughs> becomes your main purpose and your main goal, and you're separating yourself away from your social support and your friends. Then you get, you know, you start the problem of comparing yourself to mm-hmm. people on social media or looking at Facebook and thinking, "Oh my God, all these people have all of their stuff together, and i and, I'm and awful. we And we
0: have we have too much access to that stuff <laughs> yeah. because because you if if you didn't have access to see somebody else's what they had, you wouldn't have any envy over it. Right. I mean, you might if you lived next to them or lived nearby right. them and they had something going on. But uh, like I said, I think that that's also like putting us into that mode where we're like, man, I wish I had that, or I wish that was going on for me, or how the hell do they do that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you set up unreasonable expectations, but I think if you can get to a point where you – build your social network so that you have people to do things with and so it's less important for you to find someone right now and you can think about finding someone um, who's maybe a better fit for you or um, you know and you have the, that social network of people that you can spend time with and do things with then, um, then I think you make better choices it's easier to to look through someone's profile and you start, it's really weird you you get into this period where you get into this clarity and you can see things and in the stuff that people write that you didn't see before, or... I like
0: long walks on the beach.
1: <laughs> so does everybody. <laughs> it's like everyone. I can. I'm happy in a little black dress, as happy as I am in a pair of sweatpants, <coughs> watching TV. <laughs> it's like okay, no, not that bullshit. I'm looking at those profiles because those are women.
0: <laughs> I'm calling your bullshit on that one. I like wearing my basketball shorts and my shirt off. On the couch,
1: but everybody likes long walks, and um, you know, I. So,
0: so then, w- I think as early as, on, as I somebody think when you start I, I think as somebody out, speaking on this, I, do you want to tell people out there that they just need to be fucking honest?
1: They need to be honest, not just with people. They need to be honest with them, like other people. They need to be honest with themselves, mm-hmm. and they also have to. You have to go through. I think a period, and I'm speaking only for myself, because I don't know about <laughs> other people, how they feel, but I had to go through a process of just figuring out, you know, who I really am and what I really want. And I f- kind of feel like I'm there now, and I feel like if if I do find somebody, great. If I don't, I'd rather find someone that is the kind of person I want to spend time with.
0: So that that literally leads me someone. leads me into the next thing that I wanted to ask you was is, and this is just me being interested in and in, and I know that we talk about this stuff on a regular basis, anyways. But you know, we're recording it now. Um, do if you if you do meet somebody that you want to be around more. Do you feel like they have to have the same interests as you, or do you think that they have to have interests that are kind of their own that you might be interested in, or do you think you guys should just have separate interests and you still enjoy having spending time around each other? Because
1: ultimately, I think for me, it would be nice for you know for someone to have interests, whether they're the same as mine or different from mine, just that they have um, some things that they get excited about or they're passionate about. Um, I think I wouldn't want to be completely separate and have some, you know, have someone that only wants to do what they want to do and they don't want to join or appreciate yeah. anything that I want to do. Um, but a happy medium and just an appreciation for what you both bring to the Our relationship. Both are into
0: as well, and and I think that <clears throat> I think it's. I think it's good that Jen at least allows me to do this stuff. She won't be on the show. And, uh, Which I, is I'm,
1: unfortunate.
0: I'm okay with it. <laughs> I think it would be great to have her. Um, she is somebody that talks about how bad she is or how nervous she is about interviews, but she'll talk about, you know, how much she didn't want to do the Adam Carolla Skype interview, and then she did better than I did. So... I think that it's something that she could be good at and that I think that she would enjoy if she did it. Um, it's never good hearing your own voice on uh, on a recording, though. It's not great. But I think that I think having exactly what you said, which is even if you guys don't have the same interests, being involved or, like, if somebody said, hey, let's go, can we do this this weekend? Like, I know that you may not be into it and then, that person just having the enthusiasm to just go ahead and try it or you know even if they want to give you a hard time about it but they're they're joking about it but it's not like no I don't want to do that and then they do it because then it's not fun Uh but I like Jen will ask me to do stuff all the time and I'll be like no screw that that's stupid and then I'll be like no I'm just kidding let's go let's have fun and, and you I, guys
1: seem to do a lot of a lot I, of things together and enjoy each other's I company? Always, I actually kind of envy your relationship. I've told you that a lot. I think you guys—you know—nothing is ever perfect, and and rainbows and lollipops no, all the time. We
0: definitely have our <laughs> own struggles. We definitely have our own.
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: but uh, the the other thing that I thought about too, since you have me and my little brother and sister, um, I, does it matter to you if they have kids or not? If, if, if this
1: is going to really make me look bad <laughs> <laughs> why it, no i think it, it would doesn't be, make you look I bad it, no, i think no i would think it honest. would be great um you know i think that <laughs> what if they have the exact
0: same like <laughs> they had a kid my age <laughs> right? and then
1: that'd be a kid, awesome a kid
0: like 15 years from back
1: <laughs> you know what? i don't think i i think it's great if they have kids or if they don't if they have grandkids um, as long as there is an acceptance and a, f- a, a feeling of family between all of you, you know, like just, and, and it's not always going to be perfect and, you know, you're going to have difficulties, but um, just the acceptance that they're part of this person that you love. And so you, you know, as an extension of that, you love them, too. Um and, you know, when you're in a position to choose, you know, I think, I think <laughs> if there's a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of difficult issues going on, I think, you know, just like well, with me, Well, luckily, luckily, I luckily I you thundered. don't have to, you
0: don't have to worry about anything from me.
1: I'm right. You don't even have to tell them about me because <laughs> I'm not
0: even there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, And, you know, my kids are awesome kids, but, you know, they every they're always going to be issues with with fighting and, and, you know, them not liking the fact that there's somebody there that's not their parent or part of their family or whatever, possibly telling them what they should or shouldn't do. And um, so there are a lot of. I'm going to tell them to suck it up because
0: I know what it's like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Even so, I think <laughs> i just kidding. I think it's really hard blending families together like that. So ultimately, no, it doesn't matter as long as you have the right attitude. But I mean, whether it's kids or dogs and cats and you know, because I'm I'm dogged <laughs> those, up. Those dudes
0: better not have any cats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I've got not, a cat. <laughs>
0: not like 17. All right? Yeah,
1: not 17, but I've got a cat. You um, know, so I, yeah,
0: so, it's a lot. Uh, I know that I've t- I talked with Jen because I think she has a better idea of like your um, occupation than I do, but you're kind of like a director. Is that what
1: I'm a manager of? Um...
0: And that and that kind of leads to the the next thing. Like, does it <clears throat> when you're maybe going on a on a site or like talking with somebody, does it ever bother them if you are or does it bother you if you are maybe having if you were working a job that you know you're doing significantly better than the other person and that's a i know that's a weird question but like
1: i'm not sure i follow you
0: so like say so you're a manager say they are a landscaping professional at a golf course and they're probably not at the same level income wise or um, the same level in life as are we you are. talking about
1: dating somebody yeah
0: like if if you were to oh, date somebody
1: no as long as they are happy with what they do and able to take care of themselves and you know have a good attitude about it you know yeah. and have I think it would be hard for me to um, to I am incredibly competitive and driven and so um, then I don't
0: think that that would work out (laughs) (laughs) because I'm I'm thinking like my first thought is like if if you are I mean you are competitive you're and you're at the level you are and you I feel like are similar to me because I've learned it from you um, is that you're chasing the the bigger picture and the better thing and if somebody was working a job and they were just happy with it and just happy with life and just chilling i don't think you'd be too happy with that i
1: actually think if they're if they're happy with what they do and they and that's their dream job you know and they're able to support themselves and and you know have have come up with a way to do that successfully you know that's different than somebody who, you know, maybe can't hold down a job or, um, you know, or I don't know. I mean, I'm going to sound really bad. i just trying to not bad. You're not, not sounding bad. Not sound bad. <laughs> and don't worry, I I'm think...
0: pretty sure that anybody that you might be interested in does not listen.
1: <laughs>
0: I hope so one day that I'll get a lot of people to listen, but.
1: Um, We only get a
0: select few right now.
1: Like I said, if people are happy with what they do, they, they, you know, have goals, they, you know, because it doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary thing, you know, that they're working toward. I mean, obviously, it's nice when you have money to spend. Like,
0: for example, this is a goal of mine not and making any money not making any money from it but, but I want to it's a to. passion and yeah. you're
1: working hard at it and I have a lot of respect for that um it bothers me sometimes when people um maybe um have maybe don't make as much money as someone else and um they kind of have a chip on their shoulder about it mm-hmm. that bothers me yeah that you know Well,
0: then then that that's obviously going to be the first thing that you're like eh sorry
1: yeah Go I just ahead. want somebody to be happy with what they what well they you're do. in luck <laughs> I
0: brought somebody <laughs> <laughs> Woo! you're gonna sit down and they're gonna talk and I'm just gonna leave and you guys are gonna finish this podcast out right now um, no I'm kidding but that would have been awesome I could do that that would have been great uh, th- but I don't um so the the bottom line is you got to be gotta be yourself mm-hmm And you have to be happy with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that also you, I don't know if you said it explicitly, but you did say, or I think that you kind of led in a direction of you can't be trying too hard to find something because if you're trying too hard to find something, it makes it difficult to see the things that are around you already.
1: Well, I think that if, you know, you need to know why you're looking for what you're looking for. You know, you you need to know what you're looking for and what it is you want. Because if you're just looking for someone to just, just to fill a space, you know, just to be there with you. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you're not very selective, I guess.
0: Yeah. So final thought about this whole podcast, because we talked about a few different things. Um, what would you say your final thought is on this and what you... What you would like to tell people out there
1: listening or watching? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I guess probably it's pretty sappy. I enjoy the fact that we can talk about this kind of thing and um, talk about all the things that we talk about. And and
0: I've told people that I think that this is... (laughs) I've talked to you. This is private conversation, but I'm just going to share it because I think it's good <laughs> it's anyways. private,
1: but I'm going to share it with everybody. <laughs> because I think,
0: I think it's good. I think it's, I, and I've told people this on the podcast before, so it's not like it's anything super new. Um, the new part is, is I've talked to you because I think I've listened to a lot of shows that they tell everybody, go to therapy, talk to somebody about it, talk to this, and talk to this person about this. And I think that almost doing this is kind of almost a form of that because I can kind of talk to people and listen to how they think about stuff and then I can kind of like throw some of my ideas out there and then I don't have to like actually go to somebody and pay them to give them my problems or talk about the the deep weird stuff that I think about (laughs) I think it's different for
1: everybody though some people need somebody to talk to that's not connected to Um, Because you and I are different. We talk about stuff Mm -hmm. and we're comfortable with Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, some people aren't comfortable with talking to people that are close to them or close to the situation. And they need someone to kind of help them sort through. And, um, you know, I certainly have have used therapy at certain times Mm -hmm. just to kind of figure out a way to deal with things when, you know, sometimes you don't want to talk about it to the people closest yeah. to you because you want a completely
0: different perspective. Different probably.
1: perspective and, and somebody who's not who's not vested, who you know is going to give Has you no emotion. an honest opinion.
0: Well, just talk to me most of the time because I don't have a lot of emotion. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I've been told by Jen that I'm very emotionless. But...
1: Oh, really? <laughs> I it think, probably I think depends on the time. Yeah. I mean, because you probably that – probably comes from me a little bit too because um you know even even your brother and sister will get really frustrated with me because when things and I don't know if it's from working in the ER or if I've always been this way but when things just go to hell in a handbasket, is usually when I get really calm and <laughs> The kids are like, why do you do that? (laughs) When
0: I got shot and I called you, hey, mom, I don't want to freak you out or anything. Nick just shot me. We're on the way to the hospital. I'll be right there. (laughs) And then you just hung up the phone. And I was like, all right, she'll be there. We're good.
1: Let's get there. Well that was yeah that is well I mean it was the same way you know and and we're going on here but when you were born actually um you know I know your aunt Jean just she got really frustrated with me because I think I was so stressed out that I couldn't connect with anything <laughs> <laughs> and she thought that and and honestly at the time i mean it was just it was all too much yeah you know i mean you were a thought and then all of a sudden you were there and and you, we had some issues with you being in the NICU and and having to be on the ventilator. I was trying
0: to get out of here before I, I even got here.
1: <laughs> you were always ready, I was to, ready go. to go. Ready to go. But I know she got really frustrated with me then because I go, you know, I kind of. I think we have a lot of emotion. I just think we take it inside.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, and I deal I, with I, a lot of things. I put everything in until I'm ready to explode. <laughs> so that's what I do.
1: Um, that's healthy. you don't need therapy. you're totally right about so, that <laughs> so,
0: so we're we're telling you guys out there if you need somebody to talk to, talk to them um, because they may not have the the same dog in the fight that you have um. For me, I just want to say thank you for being on the show again. You're I know, welcome. I know that it's probably not the most uh, exciting thing for you to do or not. I want, I don't want to say exciting. It might not feel the most comfortable, but...
1: I don't feel uncomfortable. Good.
0: Well, that's good because like a lot of people that I've talked to have said like that at first that they feel uncomfortable. So I'm glad that you don't. And we'll maybe start getting something more consistent going where I will get you on here every few months or something. Super. And uh, to those of you watching, I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm not going to read your comments today like I normally do, um, but I will definitely review them and talk back to you guys. So you can always find the show on Twitter at Juice in the A.M., spelled just like it sounds. Um, You can search Facebook and just type Juice in the Morning, and it will pop up. It's one of the first things. Um, Do you have anything that you would like to promote?
1: Oh, I don't just me
0: <laughs> this one right here mom is awesome it's robin um what do you go by on your on your match and like or not match oh, no, comp- no but...
1: we don't need to talk
0: about that <laughs> what well, well, do you have a do you have a screen name
1: I don't I actually that's a whole nother segment I okay. actually signed up by accident
0: well it's it's for it. It. it's robin it's robin robin on facebook You can find her in my family. She's my mom, if you want to look her up.
1: Because you know you want to find me.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And uh, also, um, the Instagram I'm using a lot more. It's also Juice in the AM as well. And I look forward to doing more stuff with some of the people that I talk to. If you get a chance to download the Smug Cast. It's a couple of guys in Greenwood that are located near me that I uh, was a guest on their show. So go ahead and check them out. Also download uh, Pointless Discussions. Um, They are a podcast that I also worked with, and they are putting together a live show that we're going to try to get me on. So we're going to keep working on that stuff. We're going to keep trying to do this. I mean, I want to be famous. I've talked about it a lot. So we're going for it. We're trying. We're trying, ladies and gentlemen. Um, But thank you for listening again, and I hope you guys enjoyed.